Welcome to Finish Well Radio, where changing the world starts with changing the home, with your host, Meredith Curtis. Hi, this is Meredith Curtis. Welcome to Finish Well Radio. We are talking today about when worldviews collide. This is almost the second half of a two-parter. We talked about what is your worldview in Finish Well Radio episode 70, and this is episode 71, when worldviews collide. So I'm so excited that you're here, and I know many of you, you hold to a Christian worldview, and you're listening to this, and you are wanting to know, what do I do? Because I'm at college and my professors, their worldviews, I don't even get where they're coming from. Or maybe you're planning to go to college, but you realize if I go to college, I'm going to be dealing with postmodernism and communism and all this stuff on the college campus. How can I prepare myself to not be brainwashed by that stuff and to defend the Christian faith while I'm there? So I just want to encourage you that We're going to talk about what to do because you need to be able to recognize different worldviews and really understand your own worldview. So you are going to be able to be just fine, but there are many things that you need to do. If you haven't listened to my show, What Is Your Worldview, episode 70, be sure to listen to that podcast because in that podcast, I go over the different aspects of secular humanism, Marxist communism, cosmic humanism, the Muslim, the postmodern, and the Christian worldview. So I cover those six main worldviews, and most people either fall into one of those worldviews or they're a combination of several of those. So if you are on a college campus and you are sharing the gospel, if you're on a private college campus the right to share the gospel may not be protected because that is a private place and the people who own the university, the board who runs it, the president, those people make the decisions. And this is what happened to my daughter and her friend. They were passing out tracts and they were sharing the gospel in these tracts and they basically in the tracts talked about God's love, God's compassion, God's forgiveness, but basically said, all have fallen short of the glory of God, and every person needs Jesus to be right with God and to go to heaven. Now, it wasn't as blunt as that, but basically when you finished reading the track, you knew you need Jesus to be right with God. They were at a private university. They were brought before the student court on charges of exclusivity. In other words, they were leaving people out by their faith, by what they believe, by sharing the gospel. They were leaving people out and making people feel less valuable. Now, can you imagine feeling less valuable when you hear that the one who created the universe died on a cross for you? That makes me feel pretty valuable. But I am not kidding. This really happened, and that is why we decided to not send my younger two children to that private university. Instead, they are right now going to UCF, although my daughter just graduated. Why? Because on UCF, their rights to free speech, 
free speech, including sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, are protected by the Constitution of the United States. So I just wanted you to know that. Now, of course, if you go to a Christian college, that is not going to be a problem. Interestingly, this college started as a Christian college with a very biblical worldview, and over time, that worldview has eroded and eroded and eroded and eroded until now there is not a remnant of it except for little plaques on some of the buildings that mention Jesus, that mention his glory, that mention his goodness. It is so sad. And that is what we see happening in our culture. We see that where once we had a Christian worldview, we are now adopting Hollywood's worldview or Disney's worldview or the world of academia worldview and these worldviews they infiltrate our christian worldview and let me give you an example you go to disney world i thought it was so interesting when i went to disney world especially in epcot and i don't know if they still do this because it has been years since i've gone to disney but they just just so love hg wells and jules Verne, and they have so much to say about hg wells and jules Verne, who were of course secular humanists i just thought it was so funny as if there's no other imaginative people in the world but these two guys who are secular humanists but also disney is so big on evolution and everywhere you go they put in a little something about evolution and then of course all the cartoons with the witches and the magic and all that cosmic humans so very interesting variety at disney you go to hollywood wow you get the cosmic humanist worldview just boom 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 and of course now the postmodern worldview definitely seeping in there so you watch a movie you are bombarded with that worldview Maybe you want to try this for the next two weeks. Keep a log of every time you hear anything about evolution or evolving in a Hollywood TV show or movie. I'm going to guarantee you it's so much more than you think. They're just throwing it in now all the time. Whereas maybe 20 years ago, that was more like, okay, that's science class. But now it's bombard, 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 bombard. Because the more they can promote their own worldview, the more they can cause their listeners, their watchers, their visitors, if you're visiting Disney, you're watching a movie, all of these things, to renounce Christianity, to renounce the truths, to let go of a Christian worldview and embrace this other worldview. And it almost is like brainwashing. You just hear it and hear it and hear it. And you it's so subtle you don't really you don't really know. And sometimes I'll like watch a Christian movie and I'll think, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Then I'll watch a secular movie that is maybe done. They've just done an amazing job of presenting like something that's so untrue. And it just makes me so sad. But that is that is where we live. We live in a culture right now that is doing everything it can to remove the Christian worldview from the marketplace, from the college campuses, and even from the church, I'm sorry to say. So we're going to talk a lot right now about how to recognize worldviews. I told you to listen to that other show where I talk about the Christian worldview and other worldviews. But the most important thing in recognizing the truth is to read and memorize the Bible. I just can't stress that enough. If you want to be someone who recognizes other worldviews, know the Bible know the Christian worldview because, and I don't mean memorize a bunch of facts about, oh, well, this is what Christians believe and here's my list. No, 
know the Bible, memorize scripture, because when you memorize Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him, then you hear someone say, all roads lead to God, and you say, oh, I'm sorry, they don't. The Bible says, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through him. So do you see the difference? It's one thing to say the Christian worldview, they believe Jesus is the only way. But it's another thing to have memorized the scripture so it's in your heart. And if you spend a lot of time in the word and you memorize a lot of scripture, you will be equipped. And you'll just so, hmm, something's wrong there. Uh, something's wrong. And then you can go home. You can dig into the word and find out why you felt uncomfortable in your spirit. So know the truth. Know the truth of Christianity. And then recognize the deceit. There are certain arguments and buzzwords that different worldviews use a lot like anyone who believes in socialism will say let's share the wealth let's redistribute the wealth that's a really big 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 thing especially in the marxist communist worldview but because almost all the other worldviews believe in socialism they are going to push that pretty hard and then you want to learn to defend the truth you know the truth you recognize deceit and then you defend the truth now i'm not saying defend the truth with a gun I'm not saying that your words are like piercing and rude and mean because sometimes you just defend the truth to your own spirit and you say to yourself, I know that's not true. I'm not going to buy into this lie. Sometimes it's a quiet conversation with someone after a movie or after a class. Sometimes it's raising your hands in a college classroom. Sometimes it's writing a letter to the editor. So there's all kinds of different ways that we refute the truth. I remember my friend Mary said to me once that she lost her faith in college. She said the professors just basically shared all this stuff about evolution. They shared all this stuff about how God isn't real. They shared all these this new morality. And she just said, I wish just one Christian would have raised their hand and defended the truth. Not so they would convince the professor but so that me listening would say, I'm not the only one who believes this. And she wandered from the Lord for 15 years. And a lot of bad things happened to her. Now, I just want to say that. So you may raise your hand in class and the professor may think you are an idiot. But someone who is a Christian but weaker in their faith is going to hold on to the truth of Jesus and to the truth of a Christian worldview because of you. So be led by the Lord in how you actually defend the truth, but always be ready to give an answer. It says that in Colossians and to do it with gentleness and respect. And what is the most important thing in us? Isn't that we can defend the truth, but we are filled with Jesus and his love and his kindness. So anyway, I want to share how I prepared my children for, I say, college, Hollywood, Disney, a job, everywhere you go, you're going to encounter these different worldviews. Usually you will be the odd man out. Usually you will. That's just the world we live in right now. So in the early years, I only used Christian textbooks and curriculum. I didn't use any books that taught evolution or even Christian evolution, which to me is a little odd, but my textbooks taught six-day creation. My 
history textbooks taught six-day creation. So my children knew, like, truth. And I'm not just saying evolution and creation, but in other things, they, they lined up with the Bible. And if they didn't line up the Bible, even if they were called Christian, I didn't use them. I was very careful with them. And then slowly I began to introduce them to other worldviews and especially like it just came up really naturally I didn't I didn't even end up having to do it in school stuff until like fifth or sixth grade but it would come up you know we would be with extended family we'd watch a movie we'd go to Disney World so we always always talked now I did not say to my children oh my goodness those wicked heathens they're so stupid that's not how I talk to my children. I would say, I feel so bad for them because they are deceived. They are deceived and they're believing a lie and they're spreading that lie. But here's the truth. This is what the Bible says. And the bottom line is it doesn't matter what we believe is true. It matters what is true. So we want to line up our beliefs with the truth. And that is what's most important. And so I did try to teach my children to have respect for the people, but to recognize the lies. When my children were in middle school, I taught them about evolution, and I compared evolution with creation, and we did some stuff like that. We also started doing some stuff with apologetics. My children read more than a carpenter by josh mcdowell in middle school and some other books like that just teaching them about the truths of the faith now this is what i noticed why we started this in middle school because middle school seemed like a big age middle school all the way through high school where all of a sudden my children had a lot of questions like how do i know the bible's true how do i know that jesus is god how do I know that I can trust God in this? And so when my children came to me with questions like that, I was fine. I was like, great, because if you have questions, that means it's no longer my faith that I'm imparting to you. It's your own personal relationship with Jesus, and that's what I wanted. So if you're a teenager and you're listening and you have questions, great. That's awesome, because God can answer all your questions. And I would encourage you to share those questions with your parents, with your pastor, with people that can answer those questions. And that's a good thing. And so that's how it just all came about really naturally. It wasn't like I said, okay, now, you know, I want you to learn about this and then how to refute it. It was just naturally as they were exposed to stuff. And what about this? I did specifically teach them, though, about evolution and creation only because evolution just seems to be like really being pushed down people's throats right now. And I wanted them to be able to stand really firm in creation. We use Apologia science books or other science books from master books that strongly taught, not just taught from a creationist perspective, but really, you know, said, isn't God awesome? Look what he did. And I love that because I think you look at nature and you see the wonder of God. You see the handiwork of God. It's very, very exciting. So that's basically kind of took us up to high school. And then when we were in high school, there were certain things I had my children read and watch. One of the things I had all my children watch from the oldest to the youngest was a video called How Then Shall We Live? It's made by Francis Schaefer and his son did the videoing and stuff. And even though it's a pretty old video, oh my goodness, it's really well done. And he goes through the different periods in history and talks about the worldview and he shows you how the art and the music and the architecture reflects that worldview 
very, very, very amazing. The one thing about it to keep in mind is they do show paintings with nudity in it. So I just want you to be prepared for that. And there's also a book. You could read the book and said, How Then Shall We Live? It's by Francis Shaver. And, of course, he wrote that first, and then his son said, Hey, let's do a movie. And so they did that. But that is just an excellent teaching on worldview. Another great book that I had all my children read before they went to college was called Understanding the Times. And this book goes through all of the disciplines. And basically, if you think of like a university and all the different schools, there's the College of History and the College of Economics and the College of Business and the College of Government and the College of Law and all these different things. And the College of Theology, the College of Philosophy, psychology, sociology, it just takes all those different disciplines and it looks at all those six worldviews that I mentioned earlier, the Christian worldview, the secular humanist worldview, the Marxist communist worldview, the cosmic humanist worldview, the Muslim worldview, and the postmodern worldview. It looks at all of those things. So you have one discipline like law and then you have six chapters where it looks at how that worldview uses it and it gives buzzwords and it gives examples and books and stuff like that. And so that was amazing. My children all read that book. It's a really good book. And to the degree it does this. So my kids could be sitting in a classroom and a professor utters like a few phrases they recognize. They're like, oh, he's a secular humanist or, oh, he's postmodern. So it's really, really helpful. And I love that book. I thought that book was amazing. And I encourage every parent, read that book. Every teenager, read that book. It's a long read. It's a big, fat book, but it is awesome. It's not a hard read, but it's a long read, you know? (laughs) And so then I thought, maybe I should make a course out of this book. So then I ended up making a course out of the book where we actually went through it chapter by chapter and it ended up, I ended up teaching it in a co-op. It was really fun. We would read the chapters, we would discuss them and then we would do skits and we would play games. I don't know if we did it every week or every other week. We watched movies and books, not extra, but whatever movies or books we just happened to watch and we would evaluate the worldview. That was so helpful. Now, in my family, we'd been doing that kind of naturally throughout the years, but This was so helpful to talk about it in a group, and we had so much insight, and people shared, and that was awesome. And so then I ended up doing my younger two with that class because, well, my younger three, because it was a much more thorough way to read than just to sit down and read the book, but to kind of go through the book over a year, get a credit of philosophy in, and also to just have the interaction with other teens, talking about it, being silly with drama and skits and stuff but also to examine the movies and talk about the movies. I just love talking about stuff. And, you know, a lot of times I'll say, okay, let's just talk about it instead of giving it to us because I think you can really find out what people know. But anyway, that is a different topic. Before I go on, I'm just going to take a quick break, and we are going to hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. Powerline Productions wants to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus as you homeschool your children. 
Because of this, we offer a wide variety of books and e-books about homeschooling as well as homeschool classes like economics, finances, and business. Meredith Curtis designed this class for high school seniors and adults. It takes an intense look at macroeconomics from a biblical, free market perspective and challenges students to apply biblical principles to all aspects of economics and business. Learn more at powerlineprod.com. That's P-O-W-E-R-L-I-N-E-P-R-O-D.com. Powerline Productions. Being world changers, raising world changers. You've been listening to Finish Well Radio on the Ultimate Radio Network. Now, back to your host, Meredith Curtis. Well, welcome back. We are talking about when worldviews collide and basically how to prepare as a Christian to face a culture where all these different worldviews are vying for our attention and our allegiance and we want to be true to God and we want to believe what's true, but we get so confused. I mentioned in my first talk, Finish Well Radio episode 70, What is Your Worldview? I mentioned my, my daddy's glasses and how, you know, I would put them on when I drove his car, but they had yellow lenses and they would color everything so I wasn't seeing things accurately. Well, that's what worldview can do. Our worldview can make us view every situation and every everything that happens and all these different things that we read and, and we write in a, in a wrong way. If our worldview doesn't line up with scripture, we're going to end up having some problems in um, dealing with that. So I talked about how we learned worldviews and how we ended up doing that class. And I just want to tell you, the fruit in my teen's life was amazing because they were able to ask questions and have conversations with people with all kinds of worldviews. I remember one of my daughters ended up, before she got married, she's married now with three kids, but she was a professor at UCF, and she was teaching freshman English. And she, another professor friend of hers was a Muslim. And so they would get together, and they would talk. She would ask her friend, well, what do you believe about this as a Muslim? And the late girl would share, and then she would say, well, this is what Christianity says. This is the Christian Worldview. This is what the Bible says. So cool. So the Lord really used that. And then so many opportunities. All of my children have gotten to share things with their professor. I remember <laughs> um, Shine was t- having to read um, Confessions by St. Augustine in one of her classes. and <laughs> The professor just did not understand the book. So Shine had to explain he says this, but then look at how he lived and he did this. And so she had to explain conversion to him, that he was one way before and one way after. And I thought that was pretty funny. So, <laughs> But anyway, they've had conversations with peers, with professors. They've raised their hand and talked in class. And they always have done it in a respectful, honorable way. Because our goal is never to humiliate people or to be right Our goal is to share truth in a humble way to make others think. And you know what? This is the truth that the Bible tells us that people who believe lies, 
they're bound up in those lies. But we have the truth of the gospel, and the truth of the gospel can set them free from those lies. So if you're a parent and you're listening to this, this is what I want to encourage you. Love and obey the truth. Read the Bible, memorize the Bible, know the Bible, and obey it. Live it. And then examine your own teachings and belief. Examine your textbooks. Are you using textbooks? They're not lining up with the Christian worldview. I really encourage you to read that book, Understand the Times, but more so read the Bible. And if you're teaching things and sharing things with your kids that aren't true, or having them read books and textbooks that aren't true, get rid of them. Now, I'm not saying that everything they read has to be Christian, especially in high school. My kids read books by secular humanists and things like that, but they know this guy's not a Christian. He's a secular humanist. This is what he believes. And think about that when you read his book. And so are you doing that? Are you just giving them books and thinking, oh, this is an old book. He's got to be a Christian. No, 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 no. That is not true. So examine the materials that you're using. Use materials as much as you can from a biblical perspective. Counter unbiblical teaching that you run into in books, in textbooks, in shows, in movies. When you go on vacations and you're taking a tour, I had to do this with my kids recently when we went to Italy because they did not know a lot about Roman history, but I did. And so I said, oh, no, that wasn't true. This is what really happened. And, you know, this is my source and things like that, because I didn't want my children believing a lie from the museum guy who was taking them around. Teach your children how to respond in a false worldview setting. And we love to role play. We role played and role played and role played when it came to sharing the gospel, when it came to defending the faith, when it came to defending the Christian worldview. I recommend role playing a lot and it can be really, really fun. And we definitely did that in that class I told you about where we taught worldviews. We role played. And by the way, that class is available and you can find a link to it. At the end of my show notes, you can find a link to that class that we use. It's a very simple class, and of course you have to buy, it's just a workbook that I made up, and it's kind of a syllabus slash workbook, and then you have to get Understanding the Times, you have to get How Then Shall We Live, the video, and different things like that, but that will help you teach worldview in more of a fun way. Just do some laughing as you're doing some learning. If you're a teen and you're listening to this, I want to encourage you, love and obey the truth. Read the Bible memorizing. Your brain is at such a good age to memorize scripture. Ask your parent, pay, will you pay me a dollar for every verse that I memorize? If you were my kid, I would say, sure, I'll definitely do that. I, I would be willing to shell out $500 because a deposit of the word of God in your heart is 10 times better than anything else I could imagine. Know the truth. Know what the Bible says about different things that you're going to run into. What does the Bible say about creation? What does the Bible say about history? What does the Bible say about Jesus? What does the Bible say about things? Know the answer to those questions. Teach the truth to your friends, to your younger siblings, to yourself, and teach others to teach the truth. And that's a big thing for parents and teens. Teach other people to teach the truth because it's a step above teaching the truth when you teach others how to do it. And listen, the goal in your life isn't to always know the answer. The goal in your life is to know the one who has all the answers. So I just want to encourage you with this. The Christian worldview 
is given to us by God himself in the word of God. God loves us. The Bible is like an ownership manual. Anything that we need for all of life is in there. It's filled with promises. It's filled with principles and they work. And if you are struggling, you know, like you think, I just watch all these movies. I do this and I do that and I'm confused. Well, maybe take a week or so and just turn off the TV, turn off the computer, turn off your cell phone and just spend a few weeks reading the Bible And read that book, Understanding the Times, and kind of renew your mind. And then be discerning when you watch movies, when you watch shows, when you listen to things online. Be discerning about what you're hearing. Is this true? You know, a good thing to ask at the end of every TV show, what in this TV show lined up with the Word of God and what didn't? That's a simple question. But boy, the answer to that, that's profound. And it can make all the difference in the world in how that TV show affects you. You may actually find yourself wanting to change some of the things you watch or listen to because maybe you'll find out that something you thought was really wholesome and a good influence on you isn't. I'm not saying you'll do that. But what I am saying is know when things aren't true so they don't pollute your mind and constantly renew your mind with the truth. Because we are bombarded in our culture with all these different worldviews, and they're all vying for attention. They're all trying to get us to accept them, to go with them. And it's really just a trick of Satan to get us off God's path. God loves you. God has a plan for your life. God has the truth. God wants to use you to defend his truth, to live in his truth, to be blessed in his truth. So I hope that you'll take all this to heart. And if, if you do, if you have questions, contact me. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening in. And until next time, be discerning. Thank you for listening to Finish Well Radio with Meredith Curtis and the Finish Well team. Please listen in every first Monday of each month at 7 p.m. Eastern Time here at the Ultimate Radio Network.